several years ago, I remember I was overspending like crazy at Christmas time. Of course, we had set aside money for our Christmas spending and we had money to spend, but I had that money in savings. I was using a credit card to buy all of my purchases. And then I was going to take the money out of savings and pay off the credit card. Super simple, super easy. However, for me, when I start spending money often and I get into this cycle, I have trouble stopping. Hey, this is Allison and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. Today, we're gonna be talking specifically about how to stop impulse spending on your credit cards. So I'm going to be 100% honest. I, Allison Baggerly, owner of a budget and personal finance company, have issues with overspending on my credit card. Here's the deal. I don't feel the pain when I use the credit card. So it's very easy for me to just swipe my credit card and everything feels normal until my balance is due. And I'm sitting here thinking, what did I do? How, how much money did I spend? How did I let it get out of hand? And when I start to spend money on a credit card too much, I actually start to crave spending money. I can feel it in my body. I can feel it in my system. I want to spend the money. And I know that not everyone feels like this. So if you feel like this, if you're like, yes, Allison, I totally understand what you're saying. Then this episode is for you because when I get into this cycle, this impulse spending cycle, especially on my credit card, I have to go cold Turkey. I almost have to have this detox to help break myself out of my credit card spending. And when I think about it, I really do this for my own good because I don't want to be held captive by that desire, that desire to spend and feeling like I have zero control over my actions when it comes to my credit card and spending money on it. So if you have any sort of impulse spending with your credit card, you know that it can actually lead to guilt and shame and frustration. And it also keeps you from reaching your money goals. But most importantly, it makes you feel like you have zero control or zero power over yourself and your money and your actions. And I've been there. So I'm going to be sharing two things, two things I do when I start to impulse spend with my credit cards, two things that I do when I have that crave and that desire to overspend to kind of help get me back on the right track with my money. Because Although I do struggle with this, it doesn't happen often anymore. And that's because I do these two things. So I'm going to dive into them right now. The very first thing that I do when I start to feel tempted to impulse spend or overspend on my credit card. And, and just so you know, really quickly, I feel like I have to make a disclaimer about this. We don't use our credit card for every single purchase we make, my husband and I because I, I need those boundaries, but we do still use a credit card. And a lot of times it's for travel hacking to be able to take trips and earn points. And, and sometimes it's just for convenience. And sometimes it's because we don't want to give out our debit card information. So I still believe that credit cards are a tool. However, I do know that sometimes we can overindulge 
in credit cards. I just wanted to add that disclaimer really quickly. The first thing I do when I can feel myself and I know that I'm impulse spending on credit cards is I get accountability. 100%. This is the very first thing I do. Several years ago, I remember I was overspending like crazy at Christmas time. Of course, we had set aside money for our Christmas spending and we had money to spend, but I had that money in savings. I was using a credit card to buy all of my purchases. And then I was going to take the money out of savings and pay off the credit card. Super simple, super easy. However, for me, when I start spending money often and I get into this cycle, I have trouble stopping. So I found myself not just buying things for Christmas, for Christmas gifts, but I found myself buying things for anything I wanted. And so I had gotten into this overspending cycle at Christmas time. And I knew it was happening. I could feel it in me. My husband knew because he could see what I was spending money on. And so I said, okay, I know I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to have this temptation. I don't want to have this desire. So I said, I need to have accountability. I went to my husband and I said, will you help hold me accountable? Will you help me put a boundary in place? And because I was the one that went to him and said, I want to put this boundary in place. I want you to help hold me accountable. I felt empowered. I felt like I had control. However, if it had been flipped, if he was the one that came to me and said, Allison, we need to, you need to stop. Here's what you need to do. I think I would have just been like, um, no, you don't get to tell me what to do. I'm an adult. I'm going to do what I want to do. However, because I took that upon myself to create these boundaries, I didn't feel that way. I didn't have any resentment towards my husband. Here's exactly how I asked him to be an accountability partner for me. Together, we decide that neither of us will use the credit card or put anything new on the credit card that's not planned, that's not any normal bills that come out automatically on it. Neither of us will use the credit card unless we have a conversation and agree about it in advance. And that to me puts almost this speed bump in my way. It allows me to know, okay, do I really want to have this conversation? Can I actually justify the purchase I want to make? And a lot of times I can have that internal conversation and it's just this little speed bump that allows me to say, no, this really isn't a purchase I need to make. I'm not going to do it. I'm not even going to have the conversation. And what that does is it it trains my mind to pause and think through the purchases that I'm making. Instead of just spending, 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 it forces me to slow down. And that's what having an accountability partner does. It's not for them to just hold a carrot in front of your face and say, you can't do this or try to hold you accountable in an unkind way. For me, Asking for accountability is not so I can let someone else have control over me. It's so that way I can be forced to slow down and take back my own control. So how do you do this if you're not married or if you have a partner that's not on board or if your partner spends more money than you do? I think that you can totally have accountability with someone, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, it doesn't need to be your partner or your spouse. It could be someone online. I know that inside of my inspire budget inner circle, there's people that actually have formed accountability groups. And so they will message each other and they will hold each other accountable and be that person for someone else. And then someone else is that person for them. 
Today's episode is brought to you by my free budgeting and debt payoff cheat sheet. In this cheat sheet, I'm going to be giving you everything you need to kickstart your budget and start paying off debt fast. I'll be sharing with you the most important part of budgeting so that way you can focus on what really works. I'll also be sharing with you how to find more money in your budget and the fastest way to pay off debt. This cheat sheet is so amazing and you can grab it for free by going to inspirebudget.com slash cheat sheet or just click the link in my show notes. The second thing that I do whenever I am tempted to overspend and I've kind of fallen into this spending cycle with credit cards is I actually give myself spending money, but I make it a cash allowance. Here's the deal. I've learned the hard way. It's really difficult to just go cold turkey whenever it comes down to your spending, especially if you've had this cycle of spending money. It takes intention to pull yourself out of that. However, I have found that if I give myself no spending money whatsoever, it will actually lead to almost like a binge spending session where I just spend all the money. I'll do really well for a while and then I just go overboard with spending money. But when I allow myself to have spending money, when I allow myself to have a cash allowance. And I say cash because it does not associate swiping a card for it for me. And it's a lot easier for me to track what I've spent and how much I have left. When I give myself a cash allowance, it allows me to still feel like I have control over my money and not feel like I'm a child right? Because going cold turkey and taking away that credit card can actually kind of make you feel like you've lost all of your control, that you've been disciplined. But the truth is, is that you're an adult. You deserve control over your life. You deserve control over your money. You're not a toddler. We don't need to remove sharp objects from you. You want to be treated like an adult. And by giving yourself spending money and particularly for me, a cash, cash spending money, money in cash, I'm treating myself with respect as an adult. And I'm saying, okay, we're not, we're just changing the form of payment. You still get to spend money, but you get this $100 bill instead of a credit card that has a $10,000 credit limit. So I give myself back the control and it allows me to feel like I can still spend money on what I love. It allows me to feel like I'm not being punished for my past choices, because when I do feel like that, it just, I have no motivation. I have no motivation to do better. So those are the two things that I do to help me gain back control whenever I fall into this impulse spending cycle with credit cards. And just to recap, the first one is I get accountability. And remember, I get accountability in the right way, meaning I reach out for accountability and I still feel empowered. I don't get accountability by someone punishing me and telling me what to do because that would backfire. And the second thing I do is I give myself spending money and I give myself in cash, cash spending money, because it still allows me to feel like an adult, feel like I have control over my money. And it allows me to 
still be able to spend money on what I love, but within a set boundary that makes sense for my budget. Now you might be wondering, Allison, does this really work for other people? I mean, okay, maybe these two things work for you. I want to give a shout out to Ray. Ray is an inspired budget in our circle member, and she has taken back control of her spending, just like we've been talking about in this podcast episode. In fact, she says before in the past, I would make a budget, not stick to it, say whatever, and spend another month overdrawn. It was a vicious cycle. Since starting the inner circle, I have stuck to my budget and it's getting easier. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever taken the time and the energy to write a budget and then something happens, you don't stick to it. And you just get to this point where you say, whatever, I'm just going to spend money on what I want and I'll deal with it next month, or I'll start again in three months, or I'll start again next week. Right. And then you're left feeling guilty. You're left feeling stuck. You're left feeling like I have been trying to do this and I'm not making progress. And why is it so hard? But that's why Ray joined the inner circle and it gave her an opportunity to have a literally a step-by-step system and a plan that works. And it's making her life and her finances so much easier and it allows her to reach her money goals. So this isn't just theory. I promise it works. If you are struggling with impulse spending with credit cards, I want you to try these two things, find an accountability partner and give yourself spending money. And that will help create boundaries for you to actually detox, almost detox yourself from that impulse spending and create better money habits, just more helpful money habits when it comes to your credit cards. At the end of every solo episode, I love to answer a question from someone. This one comes from Mandy over on Instagram. And she asks, should I increase my emergency fund to account for inflation? This is a very, very good question. And something that I don't think a lot of personal finance people are talking about. And the answer is yes. Absolutely. Every year, it's important to recalculate your emergency fund. And it's not really even to account for inflation, but it's to account for your expenses. Because I don't know about you, but my expenses change slightly throughout the year. For instance, our mortgage payment just increased because our property taxes increased. So we need to be sending, we need to be paying more money in property taxes every single month, which means that my mortgage payment is more, which means that my emergency fund needs to reflect that change. So I recommend that every single year, maybe just once a year, in fact, it could be January 2nd, just at the beginning of every year, sit down and recalculate your emergency fund based on your current expenses. And that would include, I guess I should say, based on your current necessary expenses. Because if an emergency happens, if you lose your job, you don't, you can cancel some of your expenses. You can get rid of some of your expenses that are more optional and fun and entertainment so that you can pay your most important bills. So for me and my family, that looks like being able to pay our mortgage payment, our utilities, our internet groceries, but maybe not restaurants and being able to pay any of those required bills 
or payments that we have. If you have debt payments, it would include the minimum payments on your debt payments. Take that number and multiply it by whatever amount of an emergency fund you want or you are working towards. So maybe you want an emergency fund for one month or three months, whatever it is, multiply your necessary expenses for one month by the number of months you want your emergency fund for. And remember, this isn't just, we're not just doing this because of inflation. You need to be doing this every single year, just so that way your emergency fund is accurate and you have yourself covered. Great question, Mandy. Thank you for submitting it. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. If you're sitting here thinking, yes, Allison, I want to take back control of my spending, my impulse spending with my credit cards, and I need to find myself an accountability person, an accountability partner, I want you to actually share this podcast episode, this exact episode with a person, with someone that you think you want to be your accountability partner. So whether that's a a spouse or a partner or a loved one, maybe it's a friend, share it with them and just say, hey, What do you think about being accountability partners when it comes to our money? And then let them listen to the episode and see if they're interested. Also, if you're enjoying the Inspire Budget podcast, go ahead and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I really look forward to going and checking out any new reviews. It actually makes my day and it's something that I really enjoy and I'd love to hear how you're liking the podcast. I hope this episode helps you live your best life and reach your money goals. I'll be back next Thursday with another brand new episode. See you then.